It is the evening of the 24th of September 2019. Good evening and welcome to PBE Daily, the early morning and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvombi. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I had taken a slight break from the last episode that I made last week and because since it was a hive of activity the last couple of days, it only made sense to make a recording when I'm good and ready. And as of this particular day, there's something that actually I observed and I felt like it was probably the perfect topic to touch on because when you have more than one of your friends looking at something and you've seen that the actual clip has gone to a level where it's actually being turned into mockery by people from other parts of the world, you have got to take the time to at least be one of the few individuals who peeks in and actually puts your at least two cents into that particular topic before you move further. But before I get into that, the last couple of days have been very, very kind to me. I spent uh, a great deal of uh, Saturday with my friends out of town because I, I normally thought I never, I don't take holidays, but uh, apparently I did. And every year I always go to this one place down uh, out of town, and it's the one place that you get to just free your mind, free yourself, free, free your imagination, and everything that comes with it, and. I get to be the one guy who I'm that weirdo who will go to a particular space and then when I get there I'll put a onesie on and just enjoy everything I wanted to enjoy that day I'll have the good meat that was made and this time the chicken was fire I will do that I will enjoy a couple of shots here and there we play around with some fruits oh, but there's a guy who actually came up with this bright idea of putting a watermelon with vodka in it or the other way around if you will so every slice of watermelon somebody bit yeah if you're wondering where that buzz came from it was absolute wink wink you understand the meaning of that as time goes by but then got back to my place on sunday evening had a great evening that night and monday morning though exhausted because i know sundays are normally meant for me to actually just be able to sleep so i can regroup i decided to push that forward to actually doing it on monday and Tuesday was spent even being more constructive than Monday was. Yes, I went to work. Yes, I fulfilled some of the obligations I set for myself. Yes, I have a clear plan of how I'm going to cover up for anything that would have been done short or been done faster. But the one thing I love is one of the shots I wanted to animate that I had no clear direction of how to animate. I actually got to animate it. And another thing I actually noticed was another interesting uh, existing fact. A lot of my, my peers and I are swamped with work, which is something that rarely happens in our field. And even though we are scraping and scrounging to make great things happen, the fact that we, many of us could actually be in a position where we're actually all being able to anticipate and put in work and even pass some more work to some of our peers so that they could be able to succeed on their own as well is a great, great thing. I do not take that for granted. So big shout out to every person in illustration and animation putting in work and making sure the industry continues to have its upward spiral instead of its downward spiral and i appreciate that let's keep climbing and let's not fall now the thing that actually led me to want to make this podcast is this there's this one comedian i actually follow online and he, he makes these puns where you take uh, a video clip of maybe a piece of news or a piece of uh, speech or a, or a piece of like fan type vine material that's actually online and then he reacts to it and there's one he did this time i was involved a pastor in kenya called pastor nganga and the problem i have with this thing is as much as i hate talking about things that would be perceived as, as current affairs i just don't like it when things that are driven towards the heart or faith are taken so carelessly and this is the problem i had when i saw that clip it made me think back to a couple of things about religion in this country of ours known as kenya that have me concerned number one i first decided to just get home 
watch a few clips of things that actually are triggering towards the the research that would make sense so I, when i speak on this particular topic i come from a place of actual information or hints of information that made me go down certain rabbit holes and from those rabbit holes perhaps whatever i'm going to talk about will make you do your own personal research and from the personal research that you get you'll make your own personal conclusions because i believe if you are going to walk this earth you should find a way to make sure your mind is in full control and it's not really harbored by all that you see around you now doctrine is one thing that i think dictates how far people can go so i figured the best way i could go is probably understand religion and so i picked up some of my favorite youtube channels to actually give me information based upon that and one of them is um crash course and crash course had one about sociology and in the topic of sociology they actually touched on religion as well and the thing i've always known from jump the way a society is built is driven by how their faith is also carried out and i say that based upon a piece of information i was once given that i i yes i'm paraphrasing and i also borrowed it from watching a couple of films here and there and it was the story of constantine now, constantine is the only uh, emperor of uh, uh, rome who actually found a way to keep one religion to have the control it requires so that everyone in the society that he intends to rule over would have easy understanding and easy clear lines of how things are supposed to go no he was not a baptized christian he was only a baptized christian on his deathbed that is an alleged statement so i'm going to run with the word allegedly just in case somebody's about to sh flip their top I'm, I'm again paraphrasing these are all musings now in the story of constantine the one thing that made sense was and i'm paraphrasing yet again you take the particular religions that were being very radical in that period and Christianity was one of the most radical ones and again it was really radical and it had this one advantage it came from the people who were considered the poor the plebs the lower classes of the society and as a result of that if you can control the, the lower classes the lords will actually find a way to be more comfortable with what exists because power does exist in those who are considered the lowest of people because they are the ones who not only are the manpower but they are the people in your homes that the people outside your homes and people maintaining your your customs there are people maintaining the, the work that you actually control like you take all those things together and you try to tell that person that he's a baser being and then another religion pops up and that religion tells him that because you are such a lesser being you are the first choice of this faith and because of the first choice of this faith you must continue to strengthen yourself and be amongst your peers your brothers and together make the greater societies become even stronger because the people at the top have no recollection or no or no respect of that which is our faith and as a result of that they keep on falling short of that which we expect of them so that is why we rise and then you hear about this thing called the council of nicaea where they took the countless books which were the writings of the the disciples and they make the bible or what we call the holy bible and then take that further and you see how um, king james of england and scotland decided okay we have to make sure this is even more refined so that everybody can have a translation of it so the translation of it into the english language and stuff like that and then of course our guy i've touched on before martin luther and how he took it and he took the, the the new testament and translated it into the most common version of the german language was spoken by the common people in the towns the commoner is given the advantage of faith but then now look at the things as, as they go further according to a particular piece of information i watched online it is alleged that certain religions have the classist system control how things are perceived in everyday life for example 
when you think about Catholicism, 90% of the time you think of elitism. And you think about the mother churches of every other Protestant church, of which the Protestant church has more break-offs than any other uh, doctrine as far as most people consider. Uh, not only in the United States, but I think also here in Kenya, because there are more churches per square meter, I think, in the slums and in the smaller, smaller neighborhoods of people with lower class and middle class lifestyles than anywhere else in the country, because I bet you that the rich do not go to church as frequently as you expect them to. But then again, that's probably what you expect when you see that they understand that the religion they're giving you is to try to give you a sense of hope and a sense of direction. And uh, the reason why I do not really shun religion is because I am baptized over religion and uh, as much as I'm not the perfect person to say that I practice that particular doctrine, I do believe in the tenets that I got from that that actually helped me consider what I do as an adult. When I was a kid in primary school, a teacher I didn't like, and I think I've talked about her here before, a teacher I didn't like told our class that at the age of 17 you get to decide the direction you're going to take as far as your faith is concerned and at 17 is when i decided what kind of a person i'd like to be perceived as and the kind of person i'd like to be carried as when i get older and older and i've been trying as much as possible from the ages of 17 all the way up to the present to be at least if not the, uh, a semblance of what a man could potentially be but something close to at least a man attempting to make great strides in the society that he lives in and the society is like to be taken seriously in i have no intentions to take myself into a position where i am a leader of faith even though this one time my mother told me i don't know if it was serious or it was in passing that when she saw my oratory skills and she saw how i'd carry myself because i was very active in church as a child and when she saw that, one of the assumptions that she had was there was a potential that I would actually be a person of the cloth. And it, needless to say, I am not a man of the cloth. I am simply a man who believes in what the cloth has taught from time to time. And even if I was to go into to being a person of the cloth, I'll, I'd question more things than I'd actually just contribute. That's why the rebel in me would constantly question what the authority is and sometimes when you think about certain doctrine the whole element of trying to scare people into believing in the faith is one thing i've never that's never sat well with me and now it comes all the way up to this gentleman right now who is is become a mockery of what we think religion is and when i think about pastor ngang i also think about uh, prophet of war and how even politicians took themselves to be baptized by these individuals when a man wakes up and decides to call himself a prophet of course my first reaction is going to be to actually claim that would actually be something maybe maybe have people older who get older in time be the ones to w prophet or otherwise but when I see the number of people who actually pour their money into this person's ministry or this person's um, religious uh, endeavors, the thing I think about is there's a, I think is a degree of life being so hectic to the people in my country that they are literally reaching and clinging to anything they could find in the basis of faith and by reaching so aggressively sometimes the kind of people they find are prophets of doom and not prophets of prosperity and i'm not trying to say that maybe because maybe because i'm outside is why i think that he's not a true person to follow or many of many of these churches are not the people to follow but who am i to judge the kind of faith and discipline a person has i've, I've read stories and i've even seen uh um people make whole novels with certain chapters that kind of hint at people whose faith was taken advantage of i've watched john oliver talk about these things on television on this day on his hbo show and i've seen how 
a person's faith is the first place that they actually tap into and then they use that to your disadvantage right actually giving you doctrines and ideals that don't make any sense and then you end up giving up so much for these people who clearly do not have your best interest at heart and the first thing that actually popped in my head is the character you see in the image for this episode gregory rasputin gregory rasputin was a figure who was considered a religious figure in mother russia during the times of the czars and this was during the reign of the very last czar and there's a netflix series called uh, the last czar and i haven't watched it yet because i'm still building up towards it i think it's one of those shows i'd like to binge on a perfect weekend when i have nothing else stopping me from sitting back having my junk food and having a lot of hydration taking place and the idea about Grigory rasputin is this he found a vulnerability that existed in society and abused it he found a vulnerability that existed in the royal family and took great advantage of it the last one of the king sorry and emperor was a boy who was not healthy in that his he had this disease that led him to completely when he when he gets slightly injured he would bleed out terribly and this is supposed to be the next czar of russia and the problem is if you cannot have a way to protect he who will be king you have a problem in your hands as far as the people downstairs aka the plebs aka the common man and the queen being a person who was really seeking to find a way to even if it's mythically save the life of her son she will believe anything she is told and so she did and because she did so and she would sometimes be given ideas of how to rule and how to do things the court that actually spoke to the emperor and the czar in 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 this sense constantly used to question why would the czar take so seriously the words being said by his wife but then again he believed in everything she said because he was smitten he was fully in love and because he wasn't as mature as far as his mind was concerned because to a certain extent it's what actually concerns me about how aristocracy raised their young because if you raise them to not know responsibility no not no consequences not to know how to attack issues and how, not to know how to carry themselves in a royal way it's why some some people have actually said when you think about having leadership born from um aristocracy it's a game of russian roulette you may be for you may be lucky and genetically find a perfect leader or you may be unlucky and have a bunch of cousins have children from each other and you end up having bad kings and bad emperors and bad genetics that end up having people with too many long jaws that can't even don't even swallow their own food or chew their own food and all that i've just spoken about was just hinting at some of the flaws in certain royal families in europe because some person and this is actual fact there are some royal families that actually said that you the only way we can expand our control in Europe is for us to have our daughters and our, our sons marry into royal courts across the world. But the mistake they made is they wanted to keep the bloodline pure. So the first idea they came up with was that brothers and sisters should have kids with one another. First off, yuck. Second, who even thinks this is the perfect way to do it? I mean, you maybe vet the kind of people you'd like to have kids with, but just looking at how their genetics are looking, maybe you could have the kid be stronger. That's another rabbit hole altogether. But let me go back to this whole idea of Rasputin. Now, the whole idea of Rasputin was because he spoke into the ear of the queen, he had the control of power. And whenever I see these radical church movements happening, and especially if you walk into the CBD, for those who are in Nairobi, every time you walk into the CBD, walk into the downtown areas whenever you can. If it's early in the morning, maybe drive down that side for those of you who are lucky enough to have a vehicle, or even hire an Uber to have it actually drive in those particular lanes. It's normally very, very clear. I should know because sometimes when I go down those roads, just because to do business and some of those businesses open 
on, on weekends so they're actually able to make a few coins no you won't move as quickly as you'd like to but you'll actually get a lot of stuff that you probably require and you'll actually get everything you need in the earliest convenience as far as that is concerned however when you think about how many people have created churches and how many of those people who've created those churches have become wealthy and the ridiculous things we've been seeing on facebook and on instagram and, and on twitter of you seeing a person who's considered a religious leader putting his foot on a woman saying that by having his foot sit on her stomach it will grant her babies to have the person taking um an anti um, a mosquito repellent and actually spraying it in the people's faces saying that it's blessed into being something that will actually turn into a um a, a, a talisman or or, or, or a, 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 the word escapes me uh, but, but it's it it just feels wrong to take people's faith for granted or to take advantage of it for your own wealth because I still firmly believe that karma is a bitch who does not forget and she will find the time to reign but in that time because it always takes a while what happens to those who are just seeking to find a stance of faith and what happens to the people who are looking for a person of faith to believe in because I know inherently man is flawed but i also know by even this flawed men and women will actually be given a word or two that can make sense to us and those words or two that they give to us will allow us the chance to actually draw our own personal conclusions to find our own faith it's one of the reasons why i'll always give disclaimers on this podcast for example to constantly say yes these are suggestions on and, and statements that i'm making based upon my conclusions and my journey to find even more conclusions which may change as time goes by and more information comes in but do not take them as biblical truth find your own personal biblical truth and then draw from that to make you a better member of society consider this if you will in all of the things i watched tonight they mentioned that when it came to the ten commandments that both the jewish community and the christian community use if you look at the very first couple of uh, commandments it's based upon making you a better member of society law and order is the first thing they make you consider law order family and family care and family respect is what they give more principle because if you can take care of your home you can take care of everything else that comes around you but now if you find a person who's trying to take advantage of that by making your family fall apart because one person's faith is starting to fight and rival another person's faith and it ends up becoming a problem for even the young who are being raised by this the thing that really bugged me about the prophet the, the pastor Ngang thing that I was what I'm talking about and constantly repeating is the fact that it was children who were being taught to lie about their faith and you're trying to show an example of how you have prophetic or biblical powers but it feels staged and we've seen stories in, in the news about people staging these kind of so-called miracles it bugs me I wish there was a way to actually give proper faith and proper doctrine to people and I would like to do it by example because I feel standing on a soapbox may not help as much. They're already looking at a man standing on a pulpit. What will the man of the soapbox sound like? Is he any different from the guy who just gets into buses and keeps on preaching when you kind of look at them as people who are also trying to get their hustle going? Theology being used as a form of money making instead of being used as a form of bettering of society, that will always have a bad taste in my mouth. But then again, who am I to judge? I am but a man who barely prays enough. But thoughts have been put across, I believe. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this particular episode. And I apologize if I've offended any person who have actually was listening to this and wondering why I'd actually dig so deep. But hey, when my passions get flared up, I kind of go on a tirade and i know i've raised my voice a couple of times here and i probably felt like i was rambling in some of these areas but bear with me it came from a good place say it with me be caesar 
or be nothing at all. Take good care of yourself. Sleep tight. For those around the world, thank you so much for listening and constantly supporting the work that I create. In the words of my main man, OD, and my great people from the Latin world and parts of the world, Uno. Till next time, be good, be blessed, be strong, be amazing. Thank you.